Hey, welcome to Minnesota Politics 101. I'm Pat Kessler. I'm the political reporter at WCCO Television in Minneapolis. Okay, the dust is settling on uh, Minnesota's primary election on Tuesday, and we are expecting here in Minnesota a royal dust-up in the next few months. There are many storylines to develop, many tea leaves to read, many crystal balls to gaze in, uh, I think. But the, the biggest headline, and it's an important one here in Minnesota and maybe around the country, the biggest headline... A tremendous upset victory by Republican underdog Jeff Johnson running for governor over former Republican Governor Tim Pawlenty. Very few people saw this coming. Even, I think, if truth be told, Jeff Johnson supporters and maybe Jeff Johnson himself. He was very confident, but this one was a shocker. Election night, they were giddy. I am honored to introduce what will be our next Governor and Lieutenant Governor for Minnesota, Jeff Johnson and Donna Bergstrom. Jeff Johnson winning his race for the governor's nomination for the Republicans with a combination of hard work and straight-on support for Donald Trump, mobilizing a Minnesota network of Trump supporters, marching them straight to the polls. Thank you. So I really don't know what to say, but I think we sent a message. People want something different these days, right? Almost on cue, within hours, President Trump tweeted his support for Johnson, congratulating him for his win and thanking him for the support you showed me. That was what the tweet said. Uh, Johnson telling reporters he will not move toward the political middle, as conventional political wisdom would suggest. He, he said he will not back away from President Trump to get more independent voters. He says, I don't need to do that. He says he's going to go full embrace, my words, not his, full embrace of the president. Well, I support Donald Trump. I have always supported Donald Trump. It doesn't mean I always agree with him. It doesn't mean we have the same style. We don't. We have very different. I'm a Norwegian Lutheran from northern Minnesota. Donald Trump isn't. So we're going to differ sometimes. But I think he's trying to take the country in the right direction, and I will continue to believe that going forward. Well, across town at a suburban restaurant, a much more somber gathering of Tim Pawlenty supporters, the former governor. Supporters, I, I think you could call establishment Republicans a kind of Minnesota moderate GOP, uh, Republicans who have been really successful in Minnesota in the past. The Republicans who propelled Tim Pawlenty to the governor's office twice before, even though he never actually hit a 50% vote level. But he served as governor twice before. Huge name ID, millions of dollars. But tonight, primary night, is different. Tim Pawlenty. A concession speech few people expected to see. Again, like Johnson supporters, I don't think Pawlenty's people ever thought this would happen. And certainly, I don't think former Governor Pawlenty thought he'd see this. Well, thank you very much. And obviously, this is not the result that we had hoped for and worked for. But what made uh, Pawlenty's campaign unusual is that 
he campaigned as a kind of Trump light candidate, anti-immigrant, immigration, foreigners ripping off Minnesotans, when in reality, he's kind of an ideas guy. He's not a harsh guy. He's a he's a future policy type guy, a, a really solid thinker with creative, exciting ideas about the future of the economy. In the last year or so, I've heard him talk a number of times, a really interesting uh, seminar speeches about disruptions that are coming in transportation and how do we use broadband for business in the future. Talking about driverless cars and trucks, re-educating everybody because everything in Minnesota is about to change. There's going to be huge disruptions uh, in our economy, just the way we operate every single day. He talked about the future of everything, but we never heard about that during Paletti's primary campaign. So in a moment of election night candor, he did acknowledge this mistake, I think, telling supporters that the Republican Party moved on without him while he was gone working in Washington for the last eight years. The party moved on with a new leader, Donald Trump. And it's a party, a Republican Party, in which Tim Pawlenty does not easily fit. P.S., I got to tell you this. Palenti and his wife, Mary, on concession night, primary night, that they lost. They were gracious, they were kind, and they seemed, they seemed happy. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity to have served. I do not regret trying to uh, come back to this office and help uh, lead and serve this state. Uh, we gave it our best effort. It just wasn't enough uh, in these times. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And people are going to ask, and what do you see in this result? Uh, I think, you know, the circumstances we live in in the era of uh, a different kind of leadership in terms of uh, President Trump and the like, and I just don't fit well into that uh, era, into that picture. So this is where the Democrats come in. Uh, a huge primary turnout for the Democratic Farmer Labor Party. That's what the Democratic Party in Minnesota is known as, uh, the DFL. There was an unusually voter, large voter turnout anyway uh, around the state, a really big one, uh, more than 22%, which is much higher than normal for a sleepy summer August primary. More than 900,000 voters went to the ballot box. That's the biggest turnout for a primary since at least 1994, early in President Bill Clinton's first term, a long time ago. Congressman Tim Waltz winning a three-way governor's primary. Big, big night. Enough of the division. It's time for one Minnesota. So Waltz is a congressman and a former high school teacher, a longtime military veteran, standing there for the DFL, the Democratic Farmer Labor Party, promising to fight for all three, Democrats, farmers, labor, promising to restore Democratic pride and fight. It didn't matter who they picked on the other side because the divisive message will stay the same. It will not matter. So I'll send my first message to the other side over there and uh, congratulate Jeff Johnson on winning that, but there's just a few things he need to know. This veteran walks proudly in my progressive values. This teacher stands up to bullies. So here is something to ponder. 
At least two-thirds of the votes taken on primary night in Minnesota came from Democrats, something Republicans are going to need to ponder really hard this fall. If Democrats are motivated and Republicans are not, there could be trouble in the 2018 midterms for the GOP. But there's trouble right now for Democrats. One of Minnesota's best-known public figures hit with a serious allegation of domestic violence. Democratic Congressman Keith Ellison, the first Muslim elected to Congress, he's deputy chair of the National Democratic Party and a candidate for attorney general in Minnesota. He's accused by an ex-partner of physical and emotional abuse. The charges leveled in a Facebook post 48 hours before the primary election by the son of a woman who was Keith Ellison's romantic partner for several years until 2016. Ellison denies it all in an interview with WCCO Television and our reporter Esme Murphy. You're completely denying any abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. The woman claims she was a victim of narcissistic abuse, but also physical violence. She claims there's a videotape that she will not produce of an angry Ellison pulling her by her ankles off a bed and onto the floor. Now, she confirms that the tape exists, but says in several places she's not going to release it. Ellison says he's mortified. Saturday night, uh, there was a Facebook post that appeared. Uh, accusing me of uh, physically abusing uh, my former partner. Um, and uh, it's, it wasn't true. It isn't true. It's never been true. And uh, so we just kept on campaigning, made it clear that uh, I denied these allegations. And, um, and then, you know, the, the primary came, and now we're on to the general. But I just thought it would be important for people to know that I didn't do this. Um, that's it. Did you ever abuse her in any way? No. Physically, emotionally? No. Did you ever drag her off a bed by her feet? No, absolutely not. She has said and insists that there is a video of this. Is there a video? There couldn't be. There couldn't be such a thing as that. And why couldn't there be? Because I never did that. It simply didn't happen. I was shocked. I was mortified. I was stunned. I, I couldn't believe it. But I had to accept that that happened. Um, and so I uh, talked with my staff about it. You know, we, I had to deny it, of course. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been emotionally devastating because uh, it was tough. I want to pivot away from this controversy into the critical issues that are affecting everybody. That's what it's really all about. But I know Minnesotans want to be able to respect and believe in the people who represent them. So I feel it's important for me to come here and just tell people that I didn't do this, that uh, I'm going to be a fierce advocate uh, uh, for people in their homes and against domestic violence. I abhor it. It's wrong. 
I understand why people are taking this very seriously. Now, all of this is raising some serious political questions. If Ellison remains on the Minnesota ballot for attorney general, how are Democrats actually going to respond? How about the Democratic candidates for all the other offices that are running with him? How will they stand with him, and will they stand with him at all publicly? And what about Minnesota's two female U.S. Senators, Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith? Smith's running for election to serve the last two years of Al Franken's Senate term, so go back to that. He resigned from office after allegations of inappropriate groping from several women. At a post-election unity press conference, and I say unity with quotes around it, at a post-election unity press conference to launch the fall campaign for the DFL ticket, party leaders were peppered with questions instead about whether Ellison should quit the race. Their responses were very cautious, like this one from DFL party chair Ken Martin. Again, we're here to focus on uh, our gubernatorial candidates here. What I would say is the DFL party takes uh, any allegation of domestic abuse seriously. It's a fluid situation. It's still developing. Uh, we believe that Keith Ellison uh, should answer the questions that have been posed to him, and he should address those questions head on. Uh, we want to, of course, turn our attention to the no November elections, uh, but we also believe that there are ans uh, questions out there that need to be answered for sure. And this is just the beginning of the fall campaign. Already it's a roller coaster of controversy and emotion. That's what we can expect this fall. That's Minnesota Politics 101, produced by Sean Skinner. I'm Pat Kessler.